Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. This is the second hour of Oilers Now on a game night down in Los Angeles, California. Bob Stoffer joining you. Game 3. The Oilers and the Kings opening round series tied 1-1. Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. It's currently 106 in oil country. You can call us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063 the River Cree Resort Casino excitement bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063 get the new floors you've always wanted Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. In this uh... All right, we'll try this uh, line, see if that works better for everybody. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Cody Jansen with you. Sportsnet's Mark Spector coming up for the horses and horse racing Alberta, exciting live thoroughbred racing. Fridays and Saturdays, Century Mile at 345 for post time. All right, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Mr. Spector, how you doing? You got me, Bobby, right here. I have you loud and clear. Um, All right. Yeah, we're on a reported app, and sometimes it bounces. Um, so those things happen. Uh, Mark, a little bit of, and I know you're, uh, and, and we should just, because you know we're fully open on this show, full disclosure, uh, you were unable to make the trip to Los Angeles, is that right? That is right. Close contact situation for you? Yeah, I'm a, uh, someone at Rogers uh, got COVID. I had worked with that person. Uh, our company policy remains you have to quarantine for five days, uh, stay away from the arena. So I missed game three, and I missed this road trip. Uh, I'm completely healthy, testing negative. I feel great. I wish I was in L.A., but I'm not. So uh, Ian McIntyre from Sportsnet went down from Vancouver to write in my stead, and I'll uh, check back in on Monday, Bobby. All right, so it's interesting, Mark, because uh, as you know, the Oilers took a, uh, a different route to get to Los Angeles as well. And part of this happened because the players all, uh, a lot of the players at one time or another tested positive, mostly from the middle of December to the middle of January, the players and the staff. Now, Cam and me were a little bit later than everybody else. And so we're still in our 90-day window where basically we've had it. Uh, and as fully vaccinated people, you can, uh, if you've had it, you can travel freely back and forth uh, across the two respective borders. Uh, but now in order to get into, I, I do find it kind of crazy that we're sitting here two years after the fact in the country with the lower vaccination rate is the country that is demanding a negative test to come in. I, I, that, that's, <laughs> I find that interesting. And I think yeah. you're, you're, do you not find that rather ironic too? Hey, for sure, man. Listen, uh, I, I'm, 
I don't want to travel around if I have COVID. So as a personal reporter, one guy, not a team, I'll happily take my test at Shoppers Drug Mart the day before I leave. If I am positive, yes. which I have not been, I'll stay home. I get the, to me, Bobby. Let's get a talk hockey here. The orders aren't breaking any rules. They're not making up any rules. They're complying. They're bussing over the border. The Toronto Maple Leafs did the same thing. Every no one's no one's cutting any corners here. So. I don't even think it's a story. The Oilers are going out of their way to get a healthy team to L.A. and not lose a good player for a dumb reason. So let's play hockey, man. And and I guess, and, and you said a dumb reason, because, you know, we're, we're at the stage where we're at. And again, we're two years into it. And it's even more confusing. Like right now we have unvaccinated individuals who cannot fly in Canada. And they're like, that's a dumb reason, unless they have a special exemption. Um and, 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 and so, and then, of course, but you can, you can drive across the border without a, a negative test, which just adds to the confusion even more. And that's just the world we've all sort of grown accustomed to, to live in over the course of the last 22, 24 months. So let's cut to the chase here, Mark. So you're, uh, you know, the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, if they don't beat themselves, can the LA Kings beat them in this series? Yeah, I don't always like the beat yourselves thing. I think that minimizes the competition. Um, you know, I would say this. To me, the Oilers are a better team. To me, the Oilers are clearly healthier at this point. Uh, they should win the series. If they play to their capabilities and play as well as they can play and execute their systems and all those boring things, the better team should win. You know, if L.A. finds a way to beat them, uh, I'm going to raise an eyebrow at the order's performance, but I'm not going to take it away from L.A. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to, I guess. Okay. Well, but Eminence better and they should win. What more can I say? They're a better team. All right, so and so here's where we're going to go with this. So uh, you, you, we're conceding that the Oilers are the healthier team. The Kings don't have Drew Doughty. They don't now walk her to a lesser degree because I think they found replacements for him with Thursday and Spence. And then Victor Arvidsson's a loss in their top six. So they're down their best defenseman, probably a top 10 defenseman this season in the league. He hasn't been the last couple of years, but he was this year. He was playing almost 26 minutes a game. That's a massive loss. And then Arvidsson was a part of their best line with Deneau and Moore. That, that was their best line. So those are two significant absences. The Oilers are completely healthy. That's number one. Number two, Edmonton has, has way better regular season special teams numbers than L.A. And it's the chickens have come home to the roost through the first two games of this series. The Oilers are four for eight on the power play and started their final two power plays of the game against L.A. the other night with their second power. They didn't even start their second power play unit, the last uh, power play they had. They just threw out their regular lines. So Edmonton's four for eight in the power play and eight for eight in PK. So, so we can see the Oilers are healthier. We can see that the Oilers have better special teams, regular season and in the playoffs. And I would assert to you, Mark, that Edmonton's a completely different team right now than they were a year ago. Kane, Hyman, Fogel up front. Devin Shore's a healthy scratch. He was in Edmonton's top nine last year. You had the experience of Keith Kulak and CeCe to this defense. Last year, Chris Russell played in the Oilers' top four against Winnipeg for the three overtime periods. And Chris is a healthy scratch. The orders are way deeper than they've been, and L.A. doesn't have the same depth because of the injuries. That's why I'm saying on paper, but there's an equalizer, and that equalizer's in goal. But is it that much of an equalizer when you look at all the career numbers between the two goaltenders? They're remarkably similar. 
I'm I'm not. You know, I don't think it matters as much. I, I, I Putting goalies head-to-head, like they don't shoot on each other. So I'm more worried, if I was an Oilers fan, about, you know, the classic Jonathan Quick. He he has stolen many a game against Edmonton in his day. Because, yeah, and let's face it, he has a higher pedigree. He's won a couple of cups. He's a, in his day, you know, he was a very top goalie in the league at times. So I'm not sure that same Jonathan and quick is there. We've watched him really play well in this series, but six goals got pumped by on the other night. So, you know, that, I, I think the Oilers don't have any ghosts in their head, Bob. No one's looking at Jonathan Quick and saying, oh, my God, I don't know who can score on this guy. They pumped six bucks past him the other night. They can score on this guy. So he's very good, but he's not Jonathan Quick in his prime, and he's not a guy that's into the Oilers' heads at this point. He can't be. Mark, what's more relevant, Mike Smith's last 10 playoff appearances before the game the other night or his last 12 starts in the regular season when he went 11-0-1? Does the the, the four playoff appearances with the Calgary Flames four years ago matter than what he's done in the last month? Well, and and let's dig in on that a little. I talked on the Calgary's Boomer show down in Calgary the other day about this with the Calgary guys, and Calgary people have a way different view of Mike Smith because it didn't really go great for him there, and they lost to Colorado, but let's dig in. I watched that Colorado-Calgary series, and the best Flames player was Mike Smith, right? He got 45 shots a night in that series, and, and he was the difference between losing games 5-2 and 10-2. So he played fantastic in that series for Calgary. Let's, let's not change history. Yeah, he took all the L's because Colorado beat the you-know-what out of the Calgary Flames man-to-man all the way through their lineup. So I would say that to you. I would say in Winnipeg, the Winnipeg series last year, he got Edmonton into the into overtime at 0-0. He got Edmonton into overtime at 1-1. And he got Edmonton into 12 minutes left in the game at 1-1. He let in one goal and a couple empty netters. So I would say to you that in three of those games, he let in what? One, two, three goals in nine periods of regulation hockey last year. If you're not telling me that's yeah. not good enough goaltending to win, then you don't know what you're talking about. So Mike Smith has got a bunch of L's in the postseason. Sure, in a row. Okay, I'll give you that. But if you dig into those L's, Bob, he hasn't been the reason for them. All right. Uh, you wrote a piece today on the ongoing maturation of Connor McDavid. And I think, Mark, i got to tell you, I had a conversation today, 20 minutes before I went to air, with somebody that's working down in the States. He's, he's a great player. And uh, we just talked, and it's like, you know, Edmonton, if they manage the game effectively against Los Angeles because of how the Kings have a passive uh, forecheck and because the Kings can't put you away offensively and they don't have a great power play, it, it just just don't beat yourself early in the games and you'll be in good shape against them. Well, part of that is the maturation of guys like McDavid and Drysettle down the middle doing the other things. Connor's improved his faceoff percentage by 4, uh, 4%. Now, I don't know if you got, he basically went from a 50 to a 54% guy, Mark. I don't know if you have access uh, to Sport Logic. They have detailed statistical analytic information on the defensive side of the puck. Most, you know, most people that really care about this stuff, uh, they can't afford sport logic, so they're using natural statric. That tends to be an offensively driven website in terms of analytics. It's easier to follow. Uh, but from what are you seeing with uh, McDavid and Drysettle? It bodes well for the Oilers long term here. Well, what I'm seeing, and, and against a team like LA, where they they clog up the middle so that you have to dump it in a lot, and you can't try to make tricky plays in the neutral zone or you turn the puck over. You have to play low risk hockey 
you know, to get a lead on L.A. Once you get a lead on L.A., now they're a different team, and maybe you get to go back to the way you want to play. What I see is a Connor McDavid who who isn't um, making a risky play. He's not making the turnover he used to make. He's not stubborn the way he used to be, right? I don't have the stats on dump-ins versus controlled zone exits in the last game, but I watched him specifically. He's happy to dump a puck in, to do a chip play, and if you saw on the other end of that, he's also happy to go in and drill a Kings defenseman, which is something that you know most superstars don't do. So I'm just seeing a guy that who's, who the risk has really come out of Connor McDavid's game here, Bob. You know, the and as, as rudimentary a stat as plus minus is, what plus minus does tell you is if you're giving up neutral zone turnovers and they're going the other way a lot, uh, his plus minus has improved vastly. So of all his fancy stats, he's a, he's a less risky player. We all know what he can do when he has the puck. I don't need to talk about that. But he's better. He's better defensively. They don't score on Connor McDavid's line when he's on the ice near as much as they used to. That's probably the easiest way to put it, isn't it? Mark, he only the team only shot at 8.4% 5e5 with him on the ice this year after back-to-back seasons in the 11s. If he is at 11 next year and they play a full season, he's getting more than 123. I'm just going to tell you that right now because Yoder's power play isn't going to go away. Uh, Ryan McLeod, Evan Bouchard, a pair of picks in 2018. Uh, Keith Gretzky basically pushed, uh, especially on the Bouchard front, that you remember Pete Shirelli uh, at the draft that year. Uh, that was in Dallas. I finally got my right shot D. Bouchard's the only Oilers defenseman spec playing north of 20 minutes per game. Uh, McLeod's coming too. These are two exciting 22-year-olds for this organization, aren't they? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, Ryan McLeod's already gained some versatility here, right? All of a sudden, he looks really sharp on that fourth line with Fogel and Cassian. And if things turn, you can throw him up on left wing with Dreisaitl or McDavid. And, you know, he can handle himself. So, to me, young players take a long time to find versatility. They generally get good at one thing, and they're maybe not so versatile. He's past that stage already. Uh, and he's just going to be a fantastic player. Like, I'm all in on Ryan McLeod. And what, you just have to watch Bouchard. He had that patch this year where he wasn't good. That's what happens with young defensemen, especially ones who didn't get any ice time all last season, Bob. And he's he's gone through it. He's come out the other end. You know, give Duncan Keith some credit for it. Give Dave Matson some credit for it. But it's Bouchard that's, you know, got the puck on a stick. And uh, the risk has come out of his game. He's winning some battles he didn't used to win. He's starting to figure out I'm six foot three and I can push back a little bit when I need to. Uh, he's, you know, who's not all in on Evan Bouchard? Like, this is not a, uh, this is not an original opinion. He's going to be a real good player, and he he's getting there faster than maybe we thought two months ago, Bobby. Foundational piece, and he should have been playing more uh, last year. Zach Cassian, we talked about this spec about the fact would Cassian be a different player in front of the fans, and Cassian and Archibald they they, they sort of started this infectious enthusiasm in the building, which was raucous. We'll get to your thoughts in the building in a second, but uh, it makes a difference when that's coming at you from the third and fourth line, where you got to have your head in the swivel because you're going to get your you know what planted every time they're out there. Oh, yeah, like playoff Zach Cassian is exactly the guy every team wants. That's why Zach Cassian got, uh, was a first-round pick, for Pete's sakes. He skates, 
great. He's big. He hits. You know, he's he's okay with the puck. Like, uh, listen, this guy's built for the playoffs. I, I would be remiss if I didn't say there's 82 games all year. He's got to figure out how to have a better impact, frankly, and be a better player, yep. frankly. But you know what? Let's not talk about the regular season for now. If we're talking about playoffs, this the way Zach Cassian's playing now, he looks like it was he played in seventeen before he got that contract. Uh, this this guy's awesome. Like he's big and strong and tough and fast and hits and holy cow! And if if someone starts leaning on McDavid or Drysaddle, he can jump up on the first line for a little while, you know. So and Archibald, I, I guess I'd say this, Bob. I'm surprised he played so well because he hasn't played much all year. Usually guys have a hard time jumping on the moving train at this time of year uh, i would that's the biggest thing that's impressed me is the league hasn't left him behind somehow he must have been working hard when he wasn't playing games because I'm, i was quite impressed with him in game two he was he did not look like a player that's played eight games this season is that fair a week ago against Vancouver, first two periods, he was the best oiler, and he looked pretty good the other night getting back in there for Edmonton against L.A. in game two. Mark, the fans, they've never lost it, have they? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a fun building, huh? Like, you know what? It worked against the Oilers in game one because they took all that energy and started skating all over the place and, you know, zero system and no structure. And But I thought in game two, you know, I'm sure they had that internal conversation and said, look, let's enjoy our fans, but let's not let our fans change our game. And these, the fans are, you know, they're Canadian fans and a hell of a city and a great rink. And it's what fun, like how much more fun are you ever going to have than going to a playoff game when your team's playing well? You know, if that's why I keep saying the further they go, the better it's going to be. And I'm not looking ahead, but if you ever got to play that red team from down south, you know, it would just be an unforgettable night at the rink, Bobby. Uh, final one for you. A little bit of gamesmanship. I know you would have seen Ryan Rashad's tweet from today. They didn't give the Oilers the nets for a couple minutes. Kept things the lights dark until at least uh, 11.25 for 11.30 practice. As you know, LA doesn't tend to practice at this main rink. They practice at their practice facility. What do you think of all that stuff? Yeah, I think it's good news for the Oilers, Bob. Uh, I remember San Jose Me doing too. that too. San Jose didn't yep. practice at, at their rink, and their arena staff wouldn't turn on the lights or let the orders go on or do anything till exactly 11.30. That, that sounds like what happened in L.A. So I would say to you that the Kings, uh, if this is what they're resorting to to try to beat the Edmonton Oilers, we see desperation in that ball. I see, I see an organization that doesn't think they can beat you without, without playing childish, immature tricks like this. I get it. I'm not letting you skate at 10:30 because that's just you know that's your schedule for 11:30. But come on, guys, go on to morning skates 15, 10 minutes early. Turn the lights on at 11:15 at least. Uh, this tells me the Kings have to find other ways to beat the Edmonton Oilers than relying on how good a team they are. They they they're telling me that they need to stoop to beat the Oilers. If I'm an Oilers fan, I'm all over this man. This is good news for me. Mark, great stuff. Uh, we'll talk Tuesday when you're in the building for game number five. All right, Bobby. Enjoy the game tonight. That's Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing. Alberta exciting live thoroughbred racing Fridays and Saturdays, 345 post time, Century Mile. Japanese Village open a survey to any one of their five Edmonton area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu Stuck.
steak. That's the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now, jvedmonton.ca. And we do want to tell you, our vehicle pipeline is moving out of Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. They finally got a few units in stock and more coming on the way. You can check in with Uncle Milt, Johnny, Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Uh, if they don't have the right unit for you, they can order one to the exact specifications that you want. But hurry. Their order bank is getting full. If you want to be treated fairly when you purchase a vehicle and get outstanding service, call the team at Brent Ridge Ford. 1-877-4774. That's 1-877-477-3673. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. When we come back after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, we will hear from Edmonton Oilers defenseman Evan Bouchard and hear some comments from Los Angeles Kings head coach Todd McClellan. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.